Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of 80s Horror Films. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my awesome, awesome co-host. How are you doing, Rebecca Reinhardt? Proud little sister. I thought you were going to do something. You That's how to, I'm doing. There's got to be like I always some, do. There's always a song or something in one of the movies that you you point out. And, of course, and this movie has a lot of them, but yes. There's definitely a lot of really good songs, a lot of good, like, and this soundtrack apparently was available. Um, at the end of the movie, it says Warner Brothers soundtrack. So, uh-oh, did I lose you? Crap. Well, this sucks. Hello? Uh, oh, so my internet is unstable. Hold on one second. This, I'm going to have to pause this real quick. Yeah, you... All right, sorry about the technical difficulties there. We're going to leave that in there. Fuck it, you know. Who cares? Um, yeah, uh, there was some internet issues. Of course, that happens in every, probably every one of my Zooms. It's just, it, it's going to happen. Um, and then you're going to have to get used to that. So anyway, uh, to, uh, to go back, uh, there's some great music in this movie. We hadn't even discussed what the movie is. It's The Lost Boys. <laughs> The Lost Boys, which you can probably tell by the title of this uh, episode, right. but you know. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to discuss the um, 1987. Uh, I think it was 87, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 87 film, The Lost Boys. Which came first, Fright Night or The Lost Boys? Mm. I think it was Fright Night. I think Fright Night. Which is so funny because if you think about, it, they are oddly similar, you know, with stuff, you know. Like, they are in like the whole comedy of putting, yeah, it was 1985 was Fright Night, putting the comedy with the vampires, adding teenagers, you know, but, but both of them use the same formula, the same 1950s sci-fi formula mm-hmm. that the kids know that there's something big and bad going on and the adults won't listen. And so they have to take things into their own hands. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's just, this is vampires instead of space aliens. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, like, okay, maybe not you, but generally a parent would hear from a, because I'm going to say you might actually agree with your, oh, (laughs) there's a vampire in town. All right, let's go kick some vampire ass, you know, Um, but some most parents would go, okay, you're, 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 you're watching too many movies or reading too many comic books. Um, By the way, I read that that, uh, the uh comic store that they have that actually got i guess it got uh destroyed uh by uh by a flood or something um they are uh they they relocated in santa clara uh santa clarita santa Santa cruz santa cruz they they, yeah yeah. it's santa carla in the movie but it is actually santa cruz santa cruz so they relocated to uh somewhere um i i don't know i don't think it's on the same area i'd have to find out another time um i'm not gonna go looking through it uh to find it but it it is uh been located relocated and the owner loves the fact that this movie is a uh that this movie you know like uh was a big part of this so it act, they still have the uh uh what is it the number one uh comic for uh oh. <laughs> vampires everywhere yeah. i think it was so mm-hmm. they've got that it, you can and it's all signed by all the actors and you can 
uh, you can get a picture with it, you know, oh, well, that's you cool. can't buy it, you know, um, he's never going to probably sell it because it's part of the store. But I mean, that I don't think that that comic actually existed. Just it only existed. For right. Movie, it was like a prop, which sucks because it could have been an awesome comic. That sounded really cool. Both of those comics sounded cool. You know, I would I would uh, I would buy those comics, you know, now, <laughs> you know, um, anywho, uh, let's go back to. So uh, I guess when was the first time you saw this movie? So this is um, this is a movie that I feel like I saw fairly soon after it came out. Now, I didn't see it in the theater. I was still pretty young. And um, it was, you know, we didn't have we had like a one screen theater. I saw like five movies my entire childhood <laughs> in a theater. Um, but it is one that would be on like Cinemax or HBO. And I think where I first saw it was probably had like a free weekend because we never paid for the movie channels. No, neither did I. We <laughs> yeah, so. Paid it for the free, you know, thing. Or I was at a friend's house, one or the other. And this is how it goes with so many of these movies. And then from then on, anytime it would be like on one of those channels, but fuzzy and I could kind of get it to come in i would watch it <laughs> so it was that kind of movie um, um yeah i i i we didn't even pay for disney that was you know oh, we didn't but, yeah we we didn't have we had like the basic cable and you yeah. know that was it so you watched this movie did you enjoy it the first time you saw it yes so i've always loved this movie i always thought it was cool um i thought the vampires were cool i thought everything was cool about it i wanted to be star i thought she was so awesome um Actually, i just every- watching it she's kind of she's dumb <laughs> boring too she's kind of like- clueless she just like the director's like hey can you just pretend like you're high yeah okay (laughs) she's always high i love jamie kurtz though i love her i I do too great and everything i've seen but she is so funny like when she's like uh you know my name is star and she's like talking to him and then she he's like my name is michael she's like i like michael 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 (laughs) so so some of the things about this movie like i mean it was just this whole like package deal like it was just the coolest ass thing in the world i loved it um i don't really remember the first time i saw it i do I do think I'm like 99% certain that this is where I got my vampire um, education. Oh, I mean, I probably knew like the stake through the heart, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I didn't know like the garlic thing. Um, you didn't know the, garlic? I did not know the, you can't invite them in. I do distinctly remember that because I was actually shocked when Max said that I didn't know that. Um, I just, you know, it's just one of those like things I just kind of, it just clicks. I just remember. Mm-hmm. but yeah i think this was probably it like i've never been a fan of fright night i'm really i find it kind of silly and stupid this was well, probably my first real vampire movie i never really watched like the old vampire movies too right. much so this this was it and it was like at the time like you know i was watching it like at the time that it was a big deal and you know and uh good times would be on the on mtv you know and and all that so it was definitely imprinted it imprinted on me. <laughs> um, so I, I discovered it on, uh, there's a show on TBS. I don't know if you remember this show called Dinner in a Movie. Yeah. Um, where they would show, uh, they would make a uh, uh, dinner and then they'd, uh, or they show you how to make a dinner. It was like a cooking show slash uh, 
movie you know yeah, it was so, like so, a, it was like a guy and a girl and they would like in the inter in the breaks they would talk about the movie and they would show you how to make some kind of meal right it's like right. the coolest way to do like elvira you know without yeah. being it was like very that creative way. um and so they showed i was babysitting my niece at the time so i must have been about 15 or 16 no probably maybe a little older you know and it was on tbs you know and so all the good shit was cut out but like Honestly, this is like the most PG thirteen R movie I've ever seen. Like, yeah, except for like the gallons of blood at the end of the movie or something. Mm-hmm. There's like hardly any cursing. I mean, there might be a few bad words. I don't remember like specifically, but like this was this was like my kind of movie. You yeah. know, um, a lot of people say like I write really good like PG thirteen horror. You know, mm-hmm. and this is this is sort of the stuff like because my stuff does have a lot of cursing and does have some violence, it would be written R, but it's like, you know, the safe rated R, you know, I don't. Yeah. I feel like this would be rated PG 13 for sure today. If it came out today. Or they would have, or they would like Blumhouse, if Blumhouse were to remake it, which God, God, Mm. they're remaking everything. (laughs) They're remaking everything. Um, If they were to do it, that, that they would do it. The, um, uh, you know, they would make it PG 13, which, uh, just as long as they don't make it the lost girls and then it's all women power kind of right. stuff. Okay. Which, it just drives me crazy sometimes. So here's my thing about the lost boys. Um, it was lightning in a bottle. Uh, it was okay. It, mostly unknown people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex winter hadn't done bill and Ted yet. Mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, they had famous dads. They weren't famous. Um, you know, Wait, probably Corey- Jason Patrick. Who is he? His dad is uh the the priest from um the exorcist. What for real? That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Uh, I can't think of his name now. His name's Jason, whatever, but I can't remember right now. Um, and then you know, Corey Feldman was starting to get some acclaim. Um, this is the first time we had the Corys. So you see this now, you're like, oh, it's a Corey's movie. Like, no, there was no Corey's back then. Yeah, they met. I remember them talking about how they actually met on that set and Joel Schumacher wanted them to become friends, you know, but at first they didn't like each other because they were both <laughs> like the Corys, you know, they were, yeah. they were always up for the same. Right. Roles, right. Exactly. So they didn't like each other. And so one day they just decided to hang out before doing the shoots and stuff. And they became really good friends. They just bonded over shit and stuff. And you know, they're good. So, I mean, so, and then you had Diane Weist who, I mean, she was kind of maybe a name, but for the target demographic, Corey Feldman was about all they had. Had Edward Herman done um, anything at that particular moment? Maybe, but I mean, is that really who your general, like 18 year old is going to be? No, no, no. None of the young people were like, most of the young people were unknown. I I Um, met him by the way. I met him at a horror convention uh, before he passed away. And um, I, sadly, all I really wanted to talk to him about was Gilmore Girls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so like the last one. I'm sure he got that a lot. Oh, he did. You know, so um, anyway. if you look at the soundtrack and I had this epiphany uh, um, like a couple of weeks ago, if you look at the soundtrack, okay, what do you have? You've got Jimmy Barnes with NXS. Basically, you just have Michael Hutchins like chiming in every once in a while you have echo and the bunny men if you weren't into new wave music you didn't know who they were i didn't you even had... know like they did the uh people are strange, people are strange. It almost sounded like the doors to me i don't know it, it well and have... then 
you had, right, you had like this Doors reference. Nobody knew who the Doors were at that point in time. They were really washed up. This kind of brought the Doors back. But then you had these wash up. You had Lou Graham from Foreigner and you had Roger Daltrey from The Who doing songs. This soundtrack on paper blows, you know, and then Cry Little Sisters from like some weird dude, some uh, Gerard, Gerard something that I've never heard of before. I met him and, too. And we got a sax man, Tim Capello, that every horror person knows, but he's not really known for his music. And so it has this like kick ass soundtrack that like doesn't really have any like big popping names. Like it didn't have anybody that was really popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unknown actors, very simplistic story. Like I said, it the story, I mean, I, I love the writing and everything, but the story itself is just very simple. Two kids, their mom's going through a divorce. They, you know, it's a fish out of water story. They end up in this strange town. Everything is weird to them. And then it come to find out everything really is weird and nobody believes them. You know, like I said, it is, it's the blob. It's, you know, <laughs> every, every 50 sci-fi movie ever. But like, they just had it all. They had like, it just was like right at the right time with like the right chemistry and the right music and, you know, and, and the right probably marketing and, and the right writing and everything. And it, it's one of those things, if you look at it objectively, the acting is actually pretty bad. Like we were just talking about Jamie Gertz. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, mm. but this is something that people want to try to recreate. And they've tried before. I think there was that, that one sequel type thing. And they've talked about uh, uh, TV series a billion times. There's two, the there's is, two sequels, actually. So there the was The is, Tribe and The Thirst. Yeah. So the thing is, though, you can't remake this. You can't redo it. Mm-hmm. Because you're just trying, you're just going to make a shell of what this is. Because this was a product of its time. This was cemented in pop culture. Um and so, you know, it is just its own thing. It's just, it's a great movie that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be remade. It, it still holds up today, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, absolutely. I, I haven't watched it with like a 16 year old lately, but I would think most kids would think it was pretty badass as well. Well, it's not slow, you know, like mm-hmm. it, there's no real dull moments in the movie. There's, no. there's always something going on. Um, you know, from the beginning of the movie where they come to the town to all the way to the end where they destroy the, the vampires, you know, and everything. It's just so something going on. And I love that, you know. Now, now I don't know if you're like me and I'm gonna guess that you are. Like when I was younger, I used to identify with Michael and Sam and now I watch it and I identify with the mom and the grandpa a little more. I don't know. I don't think I ever identified with. No, I identified with the Frog Brothers. Oh, so I, yeah. who I identified with because, like, for me, and I still do. Because <laughs> um, you know, um, those guys are just horror loving, comic book uh, reading. You know, uh, I don't know. Want you know? Want to be like if if I got a chance to like you know uh do a lost boys you know movie or whatever it would not be lost boys it would be the the frog brothers yeah and it would be more about them not just you know facing vampires but realizing like other monsters are out there right and And that could have been that and and at the time that could have been a very viable like spinoff i think yeah you know they're definitely standouts but yeah, sadly, Corey Feldman, and uh, I haven't even seen Jameson Newlander do much uh, lately, you know, or anything. So, well, and they're like our age, so. 
They're actually, well, yeah, they're more your age. I guess you're yeah. a little older. So I, you know, thanks and, John. <laughs> just saying, uh, just, yeah. just, just throwing that out there. Um, but you know, I, no, I grew up on, uh, I love, uh, I absolutely love Corey Feldman. I grew up on, uh, before I watched this, I was a huge fan of, um, license to drive. And, um, the two Corys were just a big part of my, um, I remember I, I rented, uh, blown away. Have you ever seen that movie? It no. stars Corey Haim, Corey Feldman and fucking Nicole Eggert. And, mm-hmm. and she gets naked in that movie. And Ooh. it's like the craziest, like, it's like the two Corys and Charles in charge in one movie. Like, how can I, <laughs> and she's naked. Like, oh my God, should I be watching this? You know, like, oh my goodness. Um, but it was awesome. Like it was such a, uh, you know, those guys had a big part. And then unfortunately Corey passed, Corey Hain passed away. Yeah. And we, he was, I think a part of the third uh, Lost Boys movie. I never saw the sequels, but I will tell you, mm-hmm. I literally just bought the uh the tribe so i've got the second one yeah and i may watch that uh i may watch that soon because i've never seen it so. yeah i'm i'm just not you know there are certain things i don't like to be poo poo and stuff before i watch it but i'm just something that i don't want to like you know i don't want to ruin my my fond memories but it won't ruin anything because it's yeah no it will because i'll just be going i'll just be going why did they do this you know why because again the story is so simplistic that they could just anybody could take that story and make it anything Mm -hmm. you and just call it whatever you want but they want the name because it's easier to market a movie that already has a name and I mean, they brought back Corey Feldman and Jameson Newlander in the second one. So, I mean, it did have a tie in. Um, but I mean, the only the only thing I'm like wondering about is, I guess, I guess there's more vampires at the end. Right. Like there's supposedly more vampires. Oh, right. Right. right? Because, because I mean, the grandpa's not upset that there are like, you know, seven teenage vampires running around his town. Yeah. He said, like, I can't stomach uh, uh, yeah. all the da- all the damn vampires. Damn vampires. So there's like. So, I mean, it, that sets up like there could have been a sequel back then, you know, or whatever. Right. I, I guess this movie didn't do well enough that um, Warner Brothers, you know, felt like it needed a sequel, you know, which kind of sucks because out of all like Warner Brothers properties, this could have been something that really, you know, had taken off. But um, but then again, you know, I guess everybody kind of went on their own way. and it, it Well, and they killed off, you know, like everybody but just like the core like you know the family and stuff and like would it i mean would it really be as cool like what are, what are they gonna do like you know what are sam and michael be gonna, gonna become like the frog brothers or whatever i mean there are ways they could have done it but i think well, it's good i think it's good to make it just a standalone well the beauty of the vampire like lore and the vampire stories is you said you didn't really watch many vampire movies probably till much later in life but one of the greatest things about like dracula is how many times has dracula just been resurrected you know right so like you know uh so the bat uh so any of the 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 lost boys could be just brought back to to life and then they could be the head vampire and you know start their own new lost boys oh yeah well you see i've got a friday the 13th part two poster behind me clearly i'm okay with just like people getting resurrected inexplicably inexplicably resurrecting characters (laughs) yeah Um, there you go um so have you met any of the uh lost boys i don't i've not met anybody from the cast 
So I was lucky enough to go to a horror convention and it's called Blood at the Beach. Uh, it's no longer, it hasn't been around for a while, but in 2012 or so, they had a Lost Boys reunion. So I was super excited and I was in the, I was in, I went to my room at the hotel and I pulled my stuff down and went downstairs and I'm going downstairs to go check out the, uh, the convention. And I'm in the elevator with some guy, you know, and I'm chatting with them and I'm like, Oh, so are you here for the horror convention? And uh, you know, he looked like a normal guy. I didn't know, you know, and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm one of the guests. I'm like, Oh, cool. Uh, uh, what's your name? And he goes, Billy Worth. And I was like, from the lost boys. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Like, I was just like, I was awestruck at like that, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he doesn't look like Billy Worth from, you know, um, uh, you know, from the movie. Like, he didn't look right. like, you know, like I couldn't tell he was the same guy, you know, but it was really cool. We chatted and I told him I was a huge Lost Boys fan and couldn't wait to see him out there, you know, signing stuff or whatever. Never didn't get a picture with him in the elevator. That'd be weird. Be like, hey, can yeah. we get a picture in this elevator? You know? Yeah, I mean, I that's wonder how if they anybody's ever done that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I got to meet him, and the other ones were around, but I just I didn't have enough money to like buy all their <laughs> autographs and you know take pictures with them. I don't probably would have only took taken pictures. I, I autographs to me are okay, but I'd rather actually like commemorate it with a picture. You know, personally. Anyway, uh. Right. Yeah, so sad. Um, but uh, they'll be at many other conventions, I'm sure. So, if uh, you get a chance to meet them, I'm, you know, who knows? You know, at some point, you might run into them. Probably. Um, sadly, we won't be able to see Brooks McCarter because he passed away. Um, no. He was the he was the twisted sister looking one, is what mm-hmm. they call them. In that yeah. <laughs> and, Which that that goes. Let's go to a little bit lighter subject instead of the dead people from this movie. Uh, yeah. It goes to the one-liners that were in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had like the twisted sister. We have uh, Eddie Munster, uh, yeah. the blood-sucking Brady Bunch. There's um, a lot of pop like, culture references. Yes. Yeah, and just like the silly thing of like when Sam buys out that Michael's halfway by you goes, "Oh, just wait till I tell mom." You know, yeah. like. I mean, all those things, like all the little one-liners and the grandpa's got a million zingers. Oh, yeah. The grandfather was more like a uh, fucking, uh, um, uh, was it uh, some, somebody who basically just there to make you laugh, you know? Um, comic relief. Comic but, relief, yeah. But he clearly knew what was going on. Um, you so could he- t- like, after watching this movie, I had not seen it in a while. I was looking at him a little bit more and I was watching him and he was watching everything going on. He knew there was something going on, especially, I think he knew when she said, when he said, oh, the widow Johnson called and he was like, we, we had a date, you know, right? Yeah. Like he knew that he was being sent outside. In retrospect, I do, but I don't think, and again, I watched it when I was really young. I don't think that I thought the grandpa knew what was going on. I was, uh, again, I was, I was shocked that Max was, you know, the head vampire because he passed all their tests and I didn't know about the, you can't, you have to invite a vampire in and then they, you you didn't know that? no, No, I didn't know that when I first saw it. Well, I, I didn't know that if you invite a, because that was only, that was only like the Lost Boys that ever done that specifically. Now, if you invite a vampire in, 
you know, they um, are, you know, that's whatever. Like uh, if, if you invite them and they're, they're, they can't come in unless you invite them in. Right. right like right. you see every movie that d- does that. Yeah. I've never seen it where it renders you powerless or whatever. Like, well, but know, no, like later when they fill up the bathtub with holy water and uh, garlic, the one guy looks down and he goes, oh, garlic doesn't work. So garlic clearly in this world, this realm. And I like that. It doesn't work in this realm. And I think that's cool, you know, because everything is kind of lore, you know, like, can you see, can you see your reflection or not? You yeah. know, if you, if, if you want to make that something in your movie or not fine, but it's like, no, garlic doesn't work, but holy water does. <laughs> right. Or, uh, well, the reflection, remember, he, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, sees the reflection. So the point right. really was that uh, the head vampire, if you invite the head vampire into the house. He's, all, he's like, yeah. All, he's immune all, to it. Yeah. Like and, null and void, which, yeah, that is a little different than what we're, we're used to seeing. Yeah. Which I don't know if anybody's ever done that again in any vampire but then again i haven't seen every vampire movie ever existed and there are millions of indie vampire movies um most of them i mean i'm not gonna lie most of them are just people with like fake you know fangs in their mouth and they are not that great um but still those some of those things are like fun still watch Mm -hmm. you know how bad they are you know or whatever so what we do for indie film cafe yeah, and the, but these guys, that's the other thing too. They were all very good looking vampires, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of, you know, it, it's changed since then, but that was always the thing that the vampire was handsome and debonair and everything. And then it went to, okay, let's take it to the 80s and let's make him, you know, cool and good looking and, you know, like sexually attractive for like younger people. Um, and that's mm-hmm. where it was. That's I think that's where it really. I think that was the uniqueness that it brought. That maybe uh, so, we take for va- but you take it for granted now because the teenage vampires are everywhere. Yeah, well, I was going to say then, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. Had, <laughs> Twilight did uh, did wonders for teenage vampires. <laughs> God, I'm just glad because I always see the the meme or whatever that has like the Lost Boys, and then it says like these these vampires don't sparkle you yeah. know or whatever and so i always laugh because yeah i i like i don't know they blow up they uh you know if sunlight hits them they burn you know and stuff mm-hmm. which okay so let's talk about this real quick um so i guess you have to kill somebody you know have your first kill before you can like completely turn is that the, yeah that the so that's so that's their thing like a lot of times it's you have to be bitten by the vampire and then you have to suck the vampire's blood, right? That's right. kind of the, the traditional thing. But on this one, you get bitten by the vampire and you start turning, but you don't turn all the way until you have your first kill, which actually makes a lot more sense. Right. I mean, like until you give into it. It's, it's so funny. I love the fact that she tells him, Michael, she tells, Star tells Michael, Star says, don't, don't drink it. It's blood. And he goes, ha, blood, yeah, right. And he well, drinks it. And then, no, I understand. But then later he yells at her about it. He's right, like, it was, right. you know, it really was blood, yeah. wasn't it? And I'm like, well, I mean, okay. Somebody tells you that a red thing that you're about to drink is blood. And, you, and you're and you like, 
I, yeah, right. I, I, I do. That. I have issue with that too. And I get it. Cause it's like, he's been told the noodles were worms and then he looks down and that, that's what it looks oh, like. Maggots, okay. The rice is maggots. Okay. So she says, yeah, the wine is blood. Okay. But when you take a swig of this salty, thick, you, you know, like gelatinous, it. like fluid, like, then you got to be like, whoa. I mean, maybe it's just, he's never drank before. Maybe that's what he thinks alcohol tastes like. I don't know. But like when you take a like a little sip of it, be like, oh, shit, that really is blood. You know, yeah. it smells like iron. OK, it's blood, you know. True. And he, he takes he gulps that shit down, too. Oh, like yeah. He's, yeah. He's into that shit. So yeah. he, but I don't know, like, does vampire because it's Michael's blood is what they say. Right. Not Michael's blood. Um, It's uh David's blood. Yeah. So and it's so, vampiric blood. But that didn't really like. Maybe it tastes different. I don't know. Maybe it tastes more like wine. Maybe they have some additives and things that they put in, like some Snoopy snow cone mix to make it taste a little sweeter or something. They could have done a Dracula joke. They could have done a Dracula joke where they say, here's some wine, Michael. And Michael goes, I never drink wine. (laughs) Oh, Mm. and, and speaking of, what's his name again huh i mean if you don't know what his name is within the first 10 minutes of this movie then you're not listening because his name is michael 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 i read that they say the name michael 171 times i believe Ah. his name is said so much and my thing with michael again i was talking about the bad acting and stuff i mean it's just you know they, they acted the way they needed to but like Michael just talks out of his nose the whole movie. Sammy. Uh, it's true. like he's just all like nasal. Like you have to wonder if he had like allergy issues during filming or something. I don't know. He he's an interesting guy because I saw him on Entourage. You ever seen Entourage? I, I mean, I'm familiar with the show, but I never watched it. No. Okay. So in Entourage, there's a there's a movie where uh, uh, there's like a set that uh, Vince is on and Vince uh, is working with Jason Patrick, you know, and it's him as himself. And he is just the like, it's just a goofy version of himself, you know, or whatever. And I just I love seeing that because I'm like, oh, there's Michael. <laughs> you know, okay. like, what's. Well, since I had a minute to look, okay, Jason Patrick's dad's name is Jason Miller. He was the priest and the exorcist. Okay. Um, and he did a lot of other stuff too. He did a lot of theater and everything. Um, but another interesting thing is his half brother is, and I'm getting ready to look up the name uh, because I'm going to get it wrong, is uh, Joshua Miller, um, who is the writer of The Final Girls, a movie that we've talked about. Oh. And he wrote that, and this next time you watch this, think about this, if it didn't already pull your heartstrings. He wrote that as a way to cope with his dad's death of like the way that he could see, still see his dad and feel his dad on screen, but he couldn't really be oh, with wow. him. Yeah. We're so, actually doing that for horror film lovers uh, later this week. I read that, I read that piece of trivia right before the last time I watched it. And I mean, I already lose it during that movie anyway. And then I was just like, oh my God, you know, like, especially at the end, you know, but just, oh, anyway, there you go. There's your fun facts for the day. Well, there you go. <laughs>
uh sort of morbid i guess and a but in a, in a nice sweet yeah. way yeah yeah if you haven't seen the final girls people it's a it's a great movie if you love slashers yet yes it doesn't have a ton of blood or whatever it is a love letter to slashers but it is also a, a love letter to his father so nice mm-hmm. um it was uh let's see what else so uh we've we've talked about sort of the the goofy characters um i love the dogs both dogs are my favorite. I mean, I love Nanook and I love um, Thorn. Uh, Thorn. Uh, I like look. Thorn awesome. is a protector. Both of them are protectors. Mm-hmm. But fucking Nanook, man. I mean, he Nanook was, kicks ass. Yeah. Now I do have a problem here. Okay, so yes, Nanook had problems with you know Michael and Laddie and Star because they were like half breeds or whatever. So yeah, they had to put him outside when they were like, you know, getting the house ready for the big final showdown. I get that. But you don't tie your dog up right at the front porch. Why did Sammy tie him up all the way down at like the road? And then when she's going to get him, it's like, just take the collar off the dog. Like, I mean, I still stress about that is you can like hear them coming, you know, and he's trying to get the dog collar off. You know why they did that? Because it stresses me out. That's because why they a movie. did it. Yeah, because a movie, they needed, they needed the run of them going, you know, they're coming, they're coming. And then, you know, have to run. Right, yeah, and, just know, everything out. the POV kind of like... <sighs> Yeah, oh, I mean, man. it's a great effect, but I just, I, I really hate Sam for doing that to his dog. I, I mean, no, I got that too. I, it was stressing me out because I've seen the movie a million times. And I know it is still stresses me out. Like he's not going to make it. Yeah. I keep thinking <laughs> like I'm, I'm watching like an alternate cut or something that I don't want to see, you know, because at the end of the movie, everybody spoiler alert, but the dog lives. Yes. You know, all the dogs live. I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Thorne now. Who, like, who's going to take care of Thorne? I don't know. I mean, you maybe know? he just runs off to another little vampire. Vampire. Mm. I mean, we've, we've established that, yes, there are probably other little vampire cliques. He can probably find one. Um, but speaking of Sammy, I have a question. Sam, Sammy, whatever. Like, they play on his negativity a lot in this movie um he's scared of things you know he's kind of he's still kind of scared of like you know the boogeyman and you know horror and and whatnot um and he's like he does like really childish things like when he's in the bathtub with the bubble bath and singing the little song you know and and like that was that was a funny scene though it's very cute but the thing is i don't feel that sam's character's actions match the care the actor and character's age and like i i always have a hard time wrapping my head around it now i do feel like maybe he's at that like that middle ground that tween years where you like you want to play with barbies but you like friday the 13th you know but it's just weird i feel like he acts like a little kid a lot so you you do realize like originally this movie was uh richard donner was gonna direct it right um, it was not, I don't even know if it was called The Lost Boys at the time or, or whatnot, but the movie was a, uh, was set, was going to be Goonies uh, for mm. vampires, with vampires. So it was going to be a group of kids who had a group of like 12 year old kids, probably all 
you know, it probably would have been Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman Hay, yeah. <laughs> uh, would have been probably maybe Jamison Newlander would have been involved. Probably not though. It'd probably been like River Phoenix and it would have been like, stand by me, you know, with like, right. you know, and all that stuff. So it would have been all those kids are fighting a, um, you know, or fighting vampires in the town. Right. However, the studio uh, and, uh, and, and Richard Donner, I believe just disagreed on the tone and the feel or whatever. And so they called in Joel Schumacher. And if you notice, Richard Donner still produced it. He said he was going to go on. And I think he went on to do like another movie or whatever at the time. I don't know which one. A million other things that made him loads of money. So yeah, he, um, (laughs) you know, he, he did that. So Richard Donner produced the movie, let Joel Schumacher take over. And when Joel Schumacher took over, he said, where I don't want them to be like, you know, there could be a couple young kids in the movie, but I want this to be centered around teenagers because teenagers at that time were the money makers. They were the ones yeah. going to the movies. They were the ones that people like the kids, the kids would, you know, unless they made a PG, how do you make a, a PG horror movie really? Right. You know, and maybe PG 13, but really you'd have to be a teenager to watch it. So they said, if we're going to go, you know, get a teenagers, we might as well go full hard R and we're going to make a, um, uh, you know, a, a, a serious horror film, you know, kind of one that, uh, you know, harkens back to the old days, you know, but like bloodier, you know, and stuff. So they decided to go with, um, like I said, remember, it does feel like a PG-13 R movie. So at times, yes, it definitely does. And actually, and maybe that's why I think Sam actually might be part of the reason why it feels PG-13. Because Sam, Sam and the Frog Brothers a little bit too feel like that kind of Goonies sort of thing. Yeah, they're the Goonies. They're the Goonies group. And uh, I, I, growing up, I mean, I was huge. I was into Goonies and, and Stand By Me. Stand By Me was rated R. I mean, all these things. So, I mean, it totally made sense. Um, but so anyway, they ended up, uh, they ended up making it like this. And Joel Schumacher is sort of known for sort of like creating these guy characters. He's gay, you know, right. and uh, he's kind of like the David Dakota of like Hollywood you know to me like he he like he he can make really good uh movies but obviously he's gonna put a little bit of his you know right homosexuality and right you've gotta put yeah you've gotta put some you know some of what you know and some of what you yeah this is yeah if you want to compare this this the brotherhood was david dakota's lost boys you know he just ended up making like way more of them um and stuff but uh yeah it was yeah, he Joel Schumacher, you know, um, made movies that were sort of, um, you know, and and then later on, of course, he did with the Batman movies and kind of, kind of ruined those in a way. But some um, people, everybody like them. says that, and you know what? Like I didn't, you know, I'm not a I'm not a huge Batman fan to start out with, so I guess I don't have you know the already like loaded feelings about it. But my only thing is that I saw that on my 21st birthday with my friends and yeah, I was like, wow, okay, this is, if this is any indication of my, uh, my adulthood. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, it's funny because, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, it was Batman forever, Batman Robin. Which one did you watch? Uh, which was the first one with Arnold 
Oh, that's that's Batman and Robin. Okay, Batman and Robin. Okay, yeah, that one. And it was terrible. <laughs> Batman Forever was a lot better. Um, but still, like, you know, basically, uh, you know, he he didn't he didn't do well with giving uh uh you know uh Batman like basically leather and shit, you know, like mm-hmm. it just it makes makes him look bad. But anyway, uh so Joel Schumacher did a really good job with this, and of course he did flatliners with Kiefer Sullivan. So like he at that time he this was sort of his bread and butter, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. Um all in all, I mean I I really enjoy this movie. Um you know, but I don't, I don't know. Like I have to keep watching over and over and over again, you know, like it's just one of those movies that every, probably every year I have to keep, keep doing it. So it might be on my top 10 list, you know, of movies. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I mean, I haven't really thought about this, but I would say it's probably my favorite vampire movie. Um, you know, I'm, I, you know, that, that might've just, but definitely like top three vampire movies. Um, and definitely one of my favorites of all times. Well, um, is there anything else that you want to discuss with it or? Yes. So because I was young, I was under the impression through the entire movie that Laddie was a girl until the end. (laughs) It's like, she's like, he's just a little boy. And I'm like, what? what yeah. <laughs> yeah that was how naive i was but what's the deal with his outfit doesn't he look like he's dressed like a civil war soldier or something he does. Wait, what? Did, did you find this at a thrift shop in california I'm not like, sure <laughs> it was some weird outfit. shit you know it costume. was yeah yeah the costumes were cool but yeah it was definitely weird all right yeah, yeah uh i don't know there's just and all the costumes were weird. It was like supposed to be hip, I guess, about that time or something. I don't but know. it was its own thing. Like, you know, star dresses a lot like a, you know, kind of a gypsy hippie kind of character. Gypsy hippie, you know? all right. Yeah, and like that wasn't really a thing. You know, I think probably uh, David probably dresses the most of like, you know, kind of leather and stuff, you know, that it just kind of what you would think. Um but I, I, they probably they probably stole a lot of like California boardwalk style, I would think. But uh, I don't know. No. Um. So yeah. Um. Trying to think of anything else that we might need to like discuss with this. Uh, because it, it's one of those movies you could talk about all night, or like, or what more can you say about it? It's you know, yeah. I mean, it's just it, the rewatchability is just amazing i watch it i would say i watch it a few times a year would Um, you ever go to the like the boardwalk or whatever walk around if you ever got a chance uh, i I would not because of this movie but it is funny that the movie us jordan peele movie from a couple years ago uh was filmed on that boardwalk like you know the beginning of it's filmed on the boardwalk really that's the same boardwalk. yeah it's the same boardwalk and it's supposed to be 1986 in this movie and the mom does make a little reference uh, and I caught it and I thought, uh, surely I'm wrong. But then I like looked it up and like other people were saying it too. But the mom said, oh, they're shooting a movie on the other end of the boardwalk. Maybe we should go see if we can be extras or something to that effect. Uh, uh, referencing the Lost Boys. 
Yeah. See, Jordan, so, Jordan is a huge horror fan. And, and he's a, and, he's definitely, a, he's a horror fan and he's eighties. Like there are some yeah. things in that movie. That's not what we're talking about. There's some things in that movie that like I had completely forgotten about the eighties, like hands across America and that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Like it, you can tell he grew up at the same time I did. Like right. I, just, I, I can just feel it. I just know it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, you know, I, 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 like I said, the rewatchability uh, factor, not many movies can pass that, you know, um, especially these days. Like, I, there's so many movies I don't want to rewatch. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen that. That's cool. You right. know, and this one, I just like, if it's on TV, I've got to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, like, I have that, and I have that fondness and that memory of, of watching it at my sister's house uh when she was she used to live uh in my old grandma's house you know so uh i would i would go there sit on the couch and you know and i was watching tv and i was just flumming through uh, thumbing through and i was like oh lost boys dinner and and i love dinner in a movie like i love watching even though i don't like to cook you know it was was a fun way to watch a movie you felt like you were watching it with somebody right in a very fun and interactive way yeah, and I loved. I had a huge crush on. Uh, was it? What was her name? Um, Annabelle or Anna? Oh yeah, yeah, Annabelle and. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Something hmm. like that. Uh, I wouldn't then, have been able to pull that out of my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd have to look it up. But I remember she. I mean, she's an actress. She's not just a, like a host of things. You know, she does. She's not a cook. You know, which is funny. But they did do steak through the heart tartar. By the way, That's, that was that was the. <laughs> That was the uh, meal, and I don't, I don't cook, so I had no interest really in the cooking aspect. But I still watched it because you know it was interesting to see them cook while they chatted about, you know, what who was in the movie and what they did, and you know. Uh, Paul Gilmartin, which actually I know who he is because he's a comedian that's on a show that I listen to, and uh, Annabelle Gerwich. Gerwich, yes, I yes. knew it was Annabelle, um, and I knew it was a G. I just couldn't remember what. Um, but she was uh, she was fantastic, and uh, and he was too. Like they they had a good chemistry together as uh, yeah. you know um, as co-hosts and everything. So I I I would love to meet them one day. Um, but I but the funny thing is I don't remember any other. I know I watched it more than that one time. You know, mm-hmm. but but the Lost Boys is the only one that's like seared in my memory. Of like you know seared of- in your memory. Wait, what was that as a pun? Well, yeah, because you're talking about cooking. It was seared in your um, memory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, see, I'm such a bad cook, a uh, cooking person. You don't I even don't, know, yeah. I didn't even realize I was making a pun, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, happens. Yeah, but uh, no, this movie is, this movie is great. Um, I love, I love Kiefer Sutherland. I love all the actors. Um, I kind of wish there's more with the Lost Boys themselves you know um yeah but... i mean we don't know anything about any of them including star and laddie i mean laddie well, the most we know about laddie is we see his like missing picture on that milk carton but i mean we don't know really anything about them yeah we don't know like how long um yeah. max has had them as like part of their you know pack i guess or whatever right and were they know? resistant like the four main guys were they resistant or was that like a cool thing like they grew that would up have been there a and, great like yeah like fun like prequel idea You're, you grew see. up there you're like a rebel and you want to be young forever like maybe you're even seeking out vampires to make you a vampire it could be taking place like in the 70s or something like yeah. or whatever where 
you know, or even further if you wanted to, but I would, I would, I would try to do like seventies or sixties and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that's gotta be a weird thing, you know, like he runs, Max runs electronics, uh, store, right. You know, um, video store, yeah. Video store. Yeah. It was a video store. Um, I guess video rental place or something. Yeah. That's but what it looked like. It had, it had, um, it had a lot of neon lights. A lot. <laughs> I didn't see, I don't remember seeing any tapes specifically, but I'm sure they were there. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of, I felt like it was a video. I, I more saw like, because he did ask her if she wanted to rent something, you know, what, you know, uh, and then she was like, I don't need a tape. I need a, a job. job. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, she's like, yeah, okay. Do I look that needy? Yes, you do. Um, yeah. But uh, no, but like the, the tape. <laughs> yeah the tapes um i, I don't know, whatever but uh, all i could see is vcr stuff so i always mm. thought it was electronics place um maybe it sells electronics and tapes you know or whatever you used to be able to rent vcrs at video no, stores because not everybody had them and we were I, we were those types of people when you I was rented video vid- oh man we i was were, lucky yeah. I, had, I had i had a family that could afford the um to get a you know we had we had a VHS and then we had a, a, a DVD in like the late nineties. Like it was 98, but, right, we never but again, had like, again, I am a little older than you are. Right. <laughs> so you ended up getting this stuff like, you know, uh, yeah. when you're, when you're it's like middle schoolish, when I started getting, like there were people who had it at this point in time. But it was very, yeah, it was, it was very much more like the, the upper class, at least where I lived. It was like definitely the late, late eighties before, um, home video was, you know, big exactly rural Indiana, poor people's houses. Exactly. Well, I mean, uh, but anywho, um, I, yeah, so I, I grew up like that, but, uh, I had like, was a DVD later in life, but. I did not have a laser disc. So one thing we did not, we, we, uh, my dad just never invested in that when we were, you know, because he had heard, uh, they weren't that good, you know? So he just never bothered, you know, and now I sort of regret it because it would have been cool to have some old laser discs to, to keep. But then again, we had Betamax and I don't even know where any of those are. So they're all gone. <laughs> so I guess all that shit would have been gone anyway. Um, but, you can buy that shit now for like cheap, you know, like yeah, some bucks. of it, some not. Well, it depends, I guess, on what the, like, if you wanted to buy a really like sort of harder to find, mm-hmm. you know, out of print, well, all of them are out of print, but, uh, <laughs> you know, something I mean, hard. I, I collect, I, I collect CEDs, which was another dead format from RCA. It was a, um, Various is like, you know, people just make it akin to the laser disc. Uh, but, you know, like I can pick up some of them for like a couple bucks, but like, you know, like trying to get Fulci Zombie, like that'll set you back, you know, 80, 100 bucks. Yikes. Yeah. It's um, like any other collector's, you know, collector's realm. You know, there are certain holy grails, there's certain things that are still easy to find for those of us who are looking for them but then there's still those holy grails that are few and far between and i know sure max is the same i know yeah. laser disc is i mean i know a few laser disc collectors yeah and some of them are easy to find and some of them like 
Some people just drop their laser discs off at like thrift stores, you know. Yeah, like, like a Goodwill or whatever. And then some people sell them on eBay for a lot of money. And you know, fortunately yep. with CEDs, they have a little bit more longevity. It's like it's ba- it's it's essentially a record inside of this caddy. Now, laser disc is essentially like a big CD. Mm-hmm. And and so over time, it actually gets like a what they call like disc rot where it starts peeling and it just becomes unplayable. So right. there's a lot of laser discs that like, even if you took immaculate care of them, they still would do that just because of the nature of the, the format. So Exactly. Well, uh, thank you so All much right. for the show. So I'm talking about dead formats here. <laughs> we could do that on a whole nother show, yeah. but um, we're going to have to run, but um, thank you so well, we much. Gotta, we got to rate this thing, man. We do five, I believe. We do. We do out of five. Um, oh, or that's what I think we do. And that's what we're going to do on this yeah, one. <laughs> that's what we're going to do for this one. I'm going to give it four and a half, you know, actually, wait, I'm going to give it five fucking five stars. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. It's yeah, this is, this is definitely a no brainer five for me. Yeah. This is one of those movies that's like, I just absolutely love and adore. So I'll watch over and over again. Um, so, all right. So five and five. Yeah, of course. You know, um, we'll be back next uh, month. Uh, one of your movies. I, I forgot which one. It'll uh, be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for everybody. <laughs> so tune in then. Uh, and everybody, thank you guys all for uh, listening and have a good one. Bye. Bye.